And yes, you can make six, seven plus figures in real estate. This is the Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. So as I said, technology is a lot of fun. When I opened up our uh, Facebook app to go live today, it's like, hey, there's this new version of this. You can try it out and might as well try it out, right? So there's a couple new features. I'm looking over here and it's it's going. But anyway, you never know how this is going to work out. So hopefully you guys can hear me. Hopefully you can see me. And this is going to be a great episode. Again, this is for my part-time real estate agents, the people who are trying to figure out how to get into real estate full-time. If you are a full-time real estate agent, got a couple strategies for you too. So stick around. I think this will be a great one. Let's get into question number one. It says, what do you think is the best way to get over your fear of failing? Let's just get that right out of the way. You know, guys, you guys are always going to be afraid of something until you're willing to try it. I just went to Disneyland this last weekend and it was a lot of fun. And I have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. And the two-year-old is like scared of nothing. She'll just try everything. She'll do whatever she wants. The five-year-old and the eight-year-old, however, are a little bit intimidated. You know, Disneyland is, is what it is. It's a lot of fun. I was super excited to go there. There's like eight pretty big roller coaster kind of events that, uh, that are there. And then there's all the little thing like the Dumbo ride and the teacups and the horses and all that kind of stuff. I wanted my eight and my five-year-old to do some of the scary things like Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain and some of those more thrilling rides, right? And we went over towards the west end of the park where the Haunted Mansion exists. And I was telling my eight-year-old, I'm like, look, this is like the best ride. Like Jack Skellington's going to be there. Actually, I hadn't said that part yet, but I'm like, it's a Haunted Mansion. It's fun. Like you go in this little cart and there's, you know, scary things all over the place and, and but you're going to be okay. Like you've gone out before, you're going to survive. It's going to be a lot of fun. And she's just like terrified. She's like, no, no, I don't want to go in it. I'm scared. I, I don't want to do this. I, I want to go on something else. And uh, and I was like, look, you know, you're going to be OK. Like, we'll survive. And so as we're walking towards it, we're actually going to another ride past it. And she's like, oh, I want to go on that ride. I want to go on that ride. And she's pointing at the Haunted Mansion. And I was like, that's the ride I'm talking about. And she's like, well, I didn't know that was the one that you're talking about. So the whole point of that is that she's been through this before. She's still kind of scared of it. But realizing that you tried it once, you survived, you're going to get through it. You can overcome your fears. That's the point, right? There's going to be scary things that you guys do in your business, whether it's picking up the phone for the first time. It's calling expired. It's knocking on doors in your neighborhood. It's circle calling. It's inviting people to open houses. Maybe you taking your first listing appointment this year. Who knows what it is? Whatever that scary thing was, you have to go through it many, many times before you overcome your fear of doing it. And then you get better at it. And before you know it, you're an expert at it, right? After you do it over and over and over. So think about the things that you're maybe intimidated about in your business. Maybe it's creating your first video like this. Maybe it's going live on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe it's putting yourself out there on YouTube. Maybe it's creating a social media account. And, and doing something that you've never done before. Maybe it is knocking doors. Maybe it is holding an open house. Maybe it is going to a BNI chapter or a chamber of commerce or getting yourself out there, right? There's something that I'll be fearful for you and your business. It's going to help you expand your business and grow your business and get you to the next level. But you might be intimidated to do it. Do it. Like Take the plunge. It's not going to kill you unless you have a heart attack in the middle of it because the fear overtakes you, which holy, that doesn't happen. Um, I'm not a health professional. But anyway, take your own risk. Do the thing that you need to do. Take the challenge. Look back at it after 
after the fact and be like, you know what, that wasn't that bad. I can do this again and again and again. Okay, there's things that I've had that have been fearful in my life, but I know that by going through these challenging things, the things that might be intimidating, I know that on the other side, I'll be able to look back and I'll realize my business is better for it. So find those challenging things, write down the top 10 things that you might be afraid of and check them off the list, right? Decide, okay, January's coming up. I'm gonna get this out of the way. Maybe door knocking for the first time is gonna be something that I've never done before, but I'm willing to try. Let's get it out of the way and let's do it and, and knock that thing out of the park and make January your door knocking month or whatever that big thing is for you, right? Maybe it is picking up the phone and going through a script and calling people that you've never called before. Maybe it's calling your past clients before that you haven't talked to for a couple of years and you're intimidated to talk to them because you don't know what to say. Find that one thing, pick it, do it, get through it, you know, get your sweaty hands, get your nervousness out of the way, just like if you faint, you faint. If you throw up, you throw up. It is what it is. You'll get through it and just know that it's going to be better the next time. I remember the first time we did our Facebook Friday show, which I think we're on episode 130, 140, somewhere in there, maybe 125. I can't remember exactly. I was super nervous, right? I had my cell phone. I had a little tripod thing. I was out uh, near the coast, a little beach park kind of thing. There's always people around me and I was super nervous about going live for the first time because I'm like, man, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I knew that nobody was going to be live watching me, but I knew the people around me, like there's probably 20 people around my area and I was trying to find a discrete area where nobody could see what I was doing. But when you're talking to your cell phone like this, at least three years ago when I did this, um, not that many people were doing it, right? And so it was a little intimidating for me and I got through it and it was one of the hardest things I think I've had to do um, just because I'm a super introvert and I'm not super comfortable putting myself out there most of the time. I know it's hard to see that now because I've been doing this for so long, but you guys will be able to get through that hard time and, and just try it. And if you hate it, you hate it, but eventually five, 10, 15 times later, you're gonna be better at it. And then 20, 50, 80 times later, you're gonna be much, much better better at it. And after several hundred times, you're going to be a pro at it. So figure out what that thing is that you can try to master this year um, and figure out how to overcome your fears that way. Good. So there's question number one. Hopefully that helps. Fear's real. I'll be a bit, <laughs> I'll admit to it. Okay. Question number two, I currently run three different businesses. This is definitely for my part-time agent. How do I market myself as a full-time agent, even though I'm doing three different things? Okay. I've been there too. When I uh, got into real estate, I was flipping houses. I managed rental properties. I got into real estate selling it full-time and I was kind of like transitioning back and forth between multiple states and I was trying to be like the expert real estate agent and provide all that value that my clients were looking for, right? When you're, and I put it this way, like, you know, they talk about which hat are you going to wear, right? Am I going to wear my real estate hat today? Am I going to wear my marketing hat today? Am I going to wear my accounting hat today? A lot of you guys are going to have multiple hats in your business because you cover a lot of different elements of your business. We talk about delegating as much as you possibly can and just focusing on the things that you're great at. But when it comes to real estate, you got to put on your real estate hat and say, you know what, right now I am the full-time real estate agent and I'm going to be the expert at it. And when I'm working with my clients, they They've got to know that and they've got to know that I've got my whole heart and mind into this and that whenever they need me, I'm there for them. You might be a part time real estate agent, but you can answer the phone 24 seven depending on your job. Obviously, if you're an ER doctor and you're in surgery working on somebody, you're not going to be able to answer your phone and help your real estate client. But I imagine if you're an ER doctor, you're probably not becoming a real estate agent. So nonetheless, you're going to be able to support them 24 seven. You're going to be able to be there. You've got to set some boundary lines for your clients like for me, right? I'm a parent and I'm a full time business owner. I know that at a certain time of the day, I've got to shut my phone off. I've got to stop checking my emails. I've got to spend time with my kids. I've got to do that thing. And for you guys, maybe it's four o'clock, maybe it's five o'clock, maybe it's nine o'clock at night, whatever it is, you've got to determine this is when I end my day. My business day is over. I'm not taking calls from clients in your voicemail. You need to be clear about that. You know what? I, I work for you hard. This is what I do. But between the hours of, of eight and or whatever, eight and five, I'm here for you. And after that, you're going to have to leave a message and I'll get back to you tomorrow during normal business hours. Okay. Be clear about that. And if you bring this up in the beginning, when you meet your new clients and you say, look, I'm here for you, I'll work 24 seven for 
for you, but these are the times that I take calls. And if you call me after five o'clock, I'll get back to you the next day, right? Just be super clear about when your hours are. People know that you have a life. They know that you have kids. They know that you have a spouse. They know that you might even have another income or another job or something that you have to do. So you have to be upfront about these things. You may not say, look, I work at another job from eight to five and I'm going to work on the weekends for you because that may be not what they're looking for. But you can say that, you know, all day Saturday, I'm going to be here and I will answer the phone from six to eight o'clock at night or whenever that is, right? Or I'll get back to you via text message. But if you're working part-time somewhere else or full-time somewhere else and part-time as a real estate agent, you just need to be clear with your clients how you're going to do that. So when you're having three things going on and I've, again, I've been there before. I've ran multiple businesses. My wife's always trying to start some other business right now. She's in the middle of starting a t-shirt subscription business. So if you love t-shirts, not this one, we bought this one in Seattle, but if you love t-shirts, hit me up and we'll get you on a subscription t-shirt business. But that's the thing, like I'm helping her run a business. I'm helping me do this. I've got some other things in the pipeline that we're working on. I always have multiple things going on. I don't think your clients are going to worry about that, right? They want you to be there for them when you're there for them. They need you to support them when they need your help. So as long as you're committed to them and you can answer the phone when they need you and you're clear about your boundaries and you say, look, this is when I'm here for you, they're going to respect that and they're going to know that. Even though you might have multiple clients too, right? Like I might work with five or six different clients at a time. The client that I'm working with right now knows that he or she has that undivided attention and the other four, I'm not with them. I'm not going to answer the phone when I'm with you as a client. Same goes with the other ones. I'm not going to answer the phone for those other clients when I'm with this client. So I guess you could think about that as multiple jobs as well. So I guess the thing is, is be clear about your hours. Know when you're going to be there for them. Respect your, your hours for other businesses too, because if you're trying to start or get into real estate more, be a more of a full-time real estate agent, what are you going to do with these other businesses? I don't want them to suffer as well for you, right? They may be your main source of income. And if they die out or go out of business or struggle, you're not going to be able to support yourself in real estate maybe right now. So you got to figure out how to keep these things afloat. Maybe this is like a Monday, Tuesday job. Maybe this is a Wednesday, Thursday job. And maybe real estate is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? However you want to divide it, you've got to set the boundaries of where you're going to be. I guess the big question is, is why do you want to be in all three businesses? You know, is it because you don't really know what you want to do? Is it because your mind's taking you in different locations? Is it maybe I've committed to this and I've helped a friend and, and this is a great source of income, but I've got to do something else that like pacifies my mind and helps me work through a lot of things. That's how it's been for me. There's some things that make me quite a bit of money in life, but I don't love them and they're not super committed to them. And I need to do some other things in life to kind of diversify myself and bring some other interest to me. So figure out why you're doing it. And then if it is something that maybe you can give up and go into real estate full time and that's what you want to do, figure out how that works. Okay. So hopefully that helps. Question number two. Question number three, <clears throat> I'm trying to build my social media as a real estate guy. I guess you could put or gal. How do I get the blow up? Okay. Well, getting the blow up is kind of the tricky part. I have known people who start a real estate, a brand on social media, and within a few months, they have some virality to it because they are able to cover some really interesting things that people are looking for, like beachfront living, right? Airbnb right now is huge. Traveling around, right? And being able to have that type of a lifestyle. I know that there's a few real estate agents who travel a ton and they support their clients full time while they're here with a team. That can be huge. So depending on really what your brand looks like and who you're marketing towards and what they're looking for, it can take off or it can be a little bit slower. I know when your social demographic on social media is a bit older and I'm talking like 45 and up. It could be 50, it could be 80, it could be 70, whatever it is. If they're older than 45, it takes a little bit longer to get those following because they don't follow everybody. They do, they do watch, they listen, they read, they give you a thumbs up every once in a while, but they don't support and follow as fast. But the younger generation, the 20 to 40, definitely engages faster. They're willing to subscribe faster. They may not be around forever and they may not watch all your stuff, but they may subscribe a little bit faster. So where your audience is may determine that. I think the biggest thing to consider though is what you're doing with your social media accounts. You know, where are you? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Are you on YouTube? Are you using TikTok? You know, like what are the platforms that you're using? If you're on a new platform like TikTok that doesn't have a lot of followers yet 
that and you have some awesome real estate space to take over, you might get some quick virality to that. But if you're on an old dedicated platform like Facebook or YouTube with billions of followers, it may be hard to kind of carve out your niche and get your little following on there. I know that we've been creating a lot of video. If you paid attention to our stuff, we create a lot of video every single week, something like three to five different videos every single week for the last three years. Like we have hundreds of videos around here and it takes a little while to get some traction and that's okay. I'm not looking to have, you know, a million followers overnight. I'm looking for dedicated followers who are going to pay attention and commit and do the things that I need them to do. So it really just depends on what you're looking for. Okay. So we might have to wrap this show up. Um, the point is, is to figure out your niche, figure out what you're going to do on social media, speak to your followers, give them the value that they're looking for, provide the information that they want, really go out of your way to create content that they're looking for, right? Answer the questions that they have. Talk to them about the things that they have struggled with. Is it, you know, I'm looking for questions about how to buy my first house. Is it, I'm struggling with how to sell my second home. Is it, I want to buy more investment properties. Is it, you know, what, what are they looking for and how can you provide them the content that they're looking for? The second, uh, I guess that kind of wraps it up on, on question number three is really just giving them what they're looking for. Carve out your niche, be as specific as you can. Give them the things that, that they're wanting help with. And you're the only one that's going to be able to answer those questions because you know your brand, right? Are you working with a 20 year old who's a first time home buyer? Are you working with the 50 year old investor who's looking to buy a hundred new apartment complexes this year? Are you looking for, um, you know, the person who's buying their third or fourth or fifth house who's moving up or downgrading or, you know, getting rid of all their kids and, and buying something different in life. You've got to know your audience and what they're looking for and give them the content that they want. That's just, this is really what we talk about around here a lot is understanding your niche, providing them value that they're looking for and really giving them content that can help expand their knowledge and, and grow, um, you know, their knowledge of, of real estate and how you can help them. So if you're interested in, let me just give a quick commercial plug here. If you're interested in developing really your content strategy and understanding what you need to do to create content as a real estate agent to attract the clients that you're looking for, you should definitely sign up and join one of our Facebook groups. You could probably find a couple of them on our, our page link here. We might put a couple down in the description of this video. We have one called uh, Attract Your Dream Clients, which is about attracting your clients that you want to work with, your dream clients. We have one that's called Real Estate Strategy Secrets, right? And it's all about the strategies that you use as a real estate agent. So if you're interested in joining that group, again, just Google real or go on Facebook, look up Real Estate Strategy Secrets. Uh, and again, that content is there to help you guys to craft your message and to really communicate with your audience the best way possible. Question number four, should I quit my full-time job to get into selling real estate? I hear that there's a lot of money in real estate. Okay, well, if you're in it for the money, real estate is going to be challenging because you get to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And yes, you can make six, seven plus figures in real estate. It is not the normal. Um, I will say the agents that sell more than about 50 homes is like the 1%. And, and, and truthfully, that's it. The average agent, at least in our county, sells 3.4 homes per year. They're going to make about $40,000 this year. So a lot of agents will work full time to, to accomplish that too. So if you want to work full time, you want to be on the phone 24 seven and you want to make $40,000 a year, that might be a good option for you. <laughs> However, if you want to go work at a job that's eight to five, that you can leave that job at the office and come home and go on vacation and get two weeks of paid vacation time and get health insurance and get a cell phone that's paid for and all that kind of stuff and probably still make $40,000 a year, you might be better off keeping that job. However, if you love serving clients, if you love real estate and everything about it, and if you're interested in buying real estate yourself, investing in real estate and buying rental properties and flipping houses and getting into that world. And if you love listening to your clients needs and showing them many houses and asking great questions and literally working 24 seven for the next decade, most likely you can really, really make some awesome money. So real estate is awesome because it provides a part time opportunity. There's a lot of stay at home moms who can work a few hours a day who can show a couple clients. There's a lot of people who can work online and create referrals 
referrals, right? And network that way. There's a lot of super savvy people who can create some awesome additional income to maybe already a dual income family. <clears throat> There's a lot of people who will come from another job who will have a great network of people. Maybe they came from another sales job. Maybe they've been in, in something to do with homeowners and they have a great community that they've been working with, you know, two, three, five, 800 different people that they know and they can take those relationships and now they can go sell them homes uh, and get into it really easily. So I've seen a lot of success with that and I've seen a lot of people come from another industry and make real estate work fantastically. However, the statistics are that 87% of people who get into real estate are out within the first uh, 24 months. So within the first two years, most agents are gone. They got their license, they took all the tests, they maybe sold a house or two, they weren't able to make it work on year number two and they're out. That's the statistic. And, and if 87% is what happens, then there's a good chance that you will be in that group. However, if you get on the phone every day and if you create lead generation ads on social media and if you communicate with your audience through email and through ads and holding client appreciation parties and if you hold awesome open houses and if you know your scripts and if you can figure out what it takes to be a full-time real estate agent, you will kick butt. You will have an awesome career. You will make amazing things happen. Uh, as somebody who ran a team and sold over 250 homes per year, it is not a light subject. It is not something that you just fall into. You can just figure it out overnight. It takes training. It takes dedication. It takes a lot of really determination to do this. And yes, there is a lot of money, but for the most part, most people will spend two years of their life doing it and they'll realize they'll go back with their tail between their leg and, and not figure it out. So I don't want to scare you away from it. I don't want to tell you that it's not possible. I don't want to tell you that don't go for it. I want to tell you what you're really up against. I think a lot of people make it seem easy. Uh, they, if you watch any of these shows on TV, they make it seem like anybody can do it, that all you do is drive around going to look at awesome million dollar homes and someone's just going to write an offer. It's not that easy. And I think I would rather be truthful about it to you guys. I would rather show you what it's really about. I would rather help you guys see the full picture before you just jump into it. So if you do want to get into real estate full time and you have another source of income somewhere else, I would go find a mentor who's in real estate, somebody you can follow around on the weekends, right? Maybe you take half a Friday and Saturday and Sunday and you go help them with their open houses. You go knock on doors with them. You go help them lead generate. You help them follow up on some of their leads that they've gotten. You go show houses with them and show, see what it's like to go look at, you know, 20 houses and, and hear the buyer's response saying, you know, we'd like this house, but it just doesn't fit all of our needs, right? You go on listing appointments with them and you might have to work for free for six months just to kind of get this experience, but it's going to be better to go follow around somebody for six months than quit your job and go get into something that maybe you're not quite sure about yet. Go shadow somebody. That's the best way to put it. Go shadow somebody for as long as you can. Go see what you can do. See if there's a way that you can help them in their business transition into this and figure out what it is that, that they're doing so that you can mimic this. And maybe you become part of their team. Maybe you guys join up together and create this awesome partnership. Or maybe you just learn what you can and realize, you know what, this isn't for me and I've got to do something else in life and this isn't what I love. And maybe you're in your job right now and you don't love it and that's why you're thinking about getting into real estate. And maybe you just need some extra money and that's your passion. If you do need some extra money, maybe you realize, look, I'm just going to be a weekend agent and I'm just going to work Saturdays and Sundays and I'm going to make the most of it. And I make another $20,000 this year. Fantastic. And I still keep that full-time job, but it allows me to do something else, right? You just got to figure out what's best for you. For me, when I got into real estate, it was all or nothing. I had recently been laid off from a job. I decided real estate was what I wanted to do. I'd never done it before. It was just one of those I'm diving headfirst and going all the way in. Met as many people as I could, took on as many mentors as I possibly could, hired as many coaches as I could possibly afford, read as many books as I could, watched as many videos as I could, joined as many real estate clubs as I possibly could. I just went completely headfirst in. I didn't dip my toe in the water. I jumped in the, in the freaking pool and got wet and figured it out. And within about two years, started making massive amounts of money. And it was awesome. And it can happen to you too, but it's not 
not normal. You've got to take those massive results. You've got to have these big, big moments where you just do whatever it takes to make that work. Okay. And I'm seeing, I'm sure you've seen people do that too. So you can figure it out. But anyway, that's the show guys. That's uh, that's the wrap up. That's the four questions this week. If you haven't done so, please be sure to subscribe below. I'm going to point over here. I think the subscribe button is right down there. Hit the subscribe button. Come back every single week. Join us live on Mondays, 10 a.m. Pacific for this Ask Eric Cameron show. We're answering your guys' top four questions every single week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in the podcast. And for listening to this via the podcast, thanks for joining us. Thanks for allowing me to be in your ears every single week. I appreciate you guys. Love answering your questions and we will see you next week. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond with the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time. Thank you.